I just got finished reading a really emotionally charged email from one of our friends by the name of AK. He's 17 years old, he lives in Sweden, and he's having some really tough times at school. And that might seem like, well, what's the big deal? Why, you know, everybody has a tough time at school to some degree. But his story dates back to when he was about six years old, and his 19, I think then 19 year old brother, older brother, died in a car accident. And then after that, there was a series of other deaths in the family that led to his mother becoming very depressed, became an alcoholic, his older sister became very depressed, and then they both went through very um, abusive relationships. Mind you, our friend AK is still growing up through all this shit. Dad really wasn't there as a father, but was there more of a what I gather as a friend. Um, and then at some point, early in high school, his father slash friend, who was kind of like, you know, his buddy, I guess you would say, through all of the, the, the turmoil and trauma of his early, the early part of his life, hooked up with a woman and started his own family. So now AK is 17 years old, so he doesn't have uh, a stable matriarch, and what posed as a patriarch, a father figure, disappeared, started his own family, and is really you know, not that involved with AK at an age when boys really need men more than ever. 17 years old, I mean, we always need strong men in our lives, but you're going through, you, you didn't have a great foundation, and now you're going through some changes physiologically, psychologically, physically. And it would be good if you had someone to lean on. And, you know, I, I do understand when you say, Elliot, you know, you've been a, a mentor to me through, through some tough times. I get that, and that's why I make these videos. But I know that there's nothing like having a man put his hand on your back and tell you, look, I've got your back. I mean, that's so significant, that hand right on your back saying, son, I've got your back, especially when times are difficult like you're experiencing right now. So his mother is giving him a really hard time. There, you know, he's, He failed some classes. He, he's in his second year. He failed some classes. He's going through fights with his mother. He's depressed and frustrated at home because of that resistance, and school is just falling apart. He says also, and this is very poignant, that he senses a deep depression coming on in the form of depersonalization. When I use that word depressed, I, I mean it literally, like you retreat from life. That's what it, depressed means. It means to depress your energy. And to depersonalize, which is the type of depression that he's describing, means that you depress all of your energy up out of your body and into your head. And a head, a head brain, because uh, you know the whole body's a mind, but the head brain, without its roots, which is the, the entire peripheral nervous system, right? I, I mean, I often use the analogy of the, the, the cerebral cortex, you know, the head brain being the flowering out of the roots of our peripheral nervous system. Now imagine, imagine a flower, a beautiful flower, right? Which is, which is the head brain. It's a beautiful flower. It allows us to be as unique as we are as human beings. Other animals have autonomic nervous systems. You know, they don't have what we've got. So it's, it's the flower of, of, of the world in many ways. But imagine a flower just like a flower in your garden without its roots. It ain't gonna fucking last. There's no nourishment there. Depersonalization as a form of depression means that the energy is depressed or 
removed from its roots, from the body, you just don't feel the body, you don't experience, you can't have emotion, you don't have feeling, and moves up into the head brain where it is very dangerous because a without sensation in your body there's no opportunity for love because the, the head that's below the head the brain that's below this head is the brain in our hearts there's an intelligence in your heart whether you believe it or not it, it's not just by coincidence that the poets say that love is in the heart well how the hell do they figure that shit out love is in the heart it's not just a metaphor, it's a reality. And if you don't have feeling in your body, you don't have feeling in your heart, you will not experience life. Depersonalizing from the love that's allowed in the roots that are, that, that are brought up, from the roots of your existence, your peripheral nervous system, down in your body, it's not a, a life worth living. And in fact, our friends, the title of his email, at a point of no return, you're right, dude. You've, you've gone in a direction, now I'm not going to say you're right, there's no return, but you're going down a scary path. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some ideas that might support you, but I just want to bring significant emphasis to just how, how dangerous it is what you're doing. And I say you're doing it not to place judgment on you because it's a big part of the problem. You've had a lot of judgment placed on you. I say you're doing just to, to give you a sense of empowerment. You see, a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for their lives because it's, it's uncomfortable. But at the same time, if you don't take responsibility for your life, then you have no power to change it. That's why I talk to you guys the way I do. So I sound so frank and blunt sometimes, but it's because we've got to be able to see the reality of the situation. And it's your doing. They call it your karma in, 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 in the Indian uh, Hindu tradition, your karma, your doing. That's what it stands for. And then one step lower, and I, I mean lower literally and figuratively, uh, is your, your sexuality. You'll have no, there's no room for sexuality if there's no love in your body because you're too depressed, depersonalized from your, from your body to deal with it. So what I'm going to invite you to do, considering the, 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 the no roots that you have in your childhood, literally, and the no roots that you're experiencing in your life right now physically, The more tormentous emotion, I can't even call it emotion, thought patterns, ideas, the more aggressive, depressive, ugly, for lack of better terms, bad, if you will, thoughts that you harbor give strength to the depersonalization because it goes up in your head. So my first idea for you is to Boy, you're already detached from the situation and I think my first thing I wanted to share with you is the idea that you, you got to remove yourself from the situation. But, you know, I thought of that before I made this video, but now I'm going through, I, you know, I described exactly what's happening to you with that depersonalization and the fact that you've already removed yourself from the situation is the problem. My friend, you're going to have a potent experience and you need to have it right now. And again, this is just 
when I give you these invitations, I make these videos so that you have ideas to consider. It, it, it's a tough thing that you're going to need to do, but you're going to have to feel all that you're experiencing right now. Your depersonalization is the sin. That is your, that is the bad thing happening right now. It is not necessarily that you're failing school. That's what I originally wanted to get out and I, I think I just said it the right way. It's not about failing school so don't, and it's not about your mom being mad at you. Those things seem like they're the sin and they can get into your head and have you feel more guilty about your life. But the real sin, the real damage that's being done right now, the real wrong is the depersonalization. You've got to come back into your body, my friend. You, and you've got to feel what you're ha what's happening in your life and I know it's not good. But the further depression and suppression and chaining of the emotion in your body is going to make you sick forever. It's like ripping off a band-aid. All the pain associated with it needs to happen powerfully and, and, and quickly in order for you to experience the peace later on. Otherwise, that slow ripping off of the, uh, the band-aid is going to take forever. I hope you guys are following my analogy. So what you're going to need to do and come full circle and get to the point is a form of bioenergetics. You could see how sincere I am about that idea of shaking your body and hitting your body and going through catharsis and just going crazy so that you can feel your body again. So many of us are depersonalized. You're experiencing a very uh, concentrated form of it and it's happening early in your life. But I, you know, I think it's happening to us earlier and earlier anyway. But you, you're gonna have to cry. You're gonna have to yell, you're gonna have to fucking scream, you're gonna have to get back in your body, allow yourself to have the emotions that are associated with the anger that you're experiencing. You're angry, and you should be fucking angry. Everybody left you when you were a kid. Your big brother died and your mom checked out. Your dad was never there. You have a lot to be fucking angry about. They didn't give you roots. They didn't give you your body. And who you've become is a manifestation of that. And the only thing left now for you to do is get your body back, get your heart back, get your balls back, even though you've never been taught how to use it or it's been stomped on or ignored more, more likely early on in your childhood. Explore different categories, uh, techniques of body meditation, body psychology. I would invite you to start doing yoga. That, that would be a very easy and soft way to begin bringing feeling back into your body. Yoga and deep breathing, any type of deep breathing exercise. I've been using a lot of Qigong recently because a friend, Paul Cech, uh, taught me a new one and he said, Elliot, do this for 100 days and I've been doing it. With the cathartic type exercises, you can find meditations by Osho, dyna dynamic meditation. <laughs> Look that up, O-S-H-O, dynamic meditation. And if you can, find a one-on-one -on -one person to work with you in body psychology or bioenergetic coaching. You see, I'm not a psychologist. I'm, I'm not a body psychologist, I just find these ideas interesting and I want you to explore them because I feel like they're the tools that are going to support you all in becoming the strongest version of yourself. I don't say this shit just because it's, uh, it might be entertaining or, or I don't know, 
fascinating for entertainment, but I say it because I know that they're going to help you. And you, my friend, need to get back into your body, get your heart and your balls back. And you're going to have to go through a tough time right now. Not that you aren't already, but the thing is you are checking out like your mom did from the experiences of your life. What I'm asking you to do is jump right back into it. I hope that helps you. I'm done.